welcome to the Nerd Party. Welcome back to Throwback Paperback. I'm one of your hosts, Asia Bonilla. And I'm your other host, Charles Sheeland. And today we're finishing the first book in our new series. We're starting the Match Trilogy by Ali Condi. And we finished the first and eponymous book, Matched, today. For anyone who is new to our show, we're a podcast on the Nerd Party Network. We're best friends, and we read and reread young adult books from our adolescence and share them with each other. This series is a me pick, but was also suggested by a listener. Which means, I guess I'm on summary duty. I love getting to do this. But I do feel like not that much happened in this reading. So, Kasha and Kai go from innocent flirtation to completely illicit rule-breaking. They're meeting all the time with their secrets and stuff, and that actually gets them into trouble and threatened by an official. It comes to a head when Kasha is asked to sort the aberrations based on their skill, and the best ones will be sent away to a more intense work assignment, but apparently with better living conditions. Kasha, in an effort to conform, sends Kai to a better life, but he's actually, when he's taken to his better life, it's actually revealed that he's just going to be a soldier for slaughter. Then Kasha's family is sent to an outer province, and Kasha vows to find Kai, whatever that means. So my impression is that I enjoyed it. Again, I was interested the whole time, wasn't bored. But I'm kind of skeptical of where this is all going. Like, there's a little too much going on. The ending was a little too busy. Is giving me mad divergent vibes at the end, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And I just want to make sure that this will make sense. That I don't want it to get too chaotic. Like, I don't want it to go too far beyond reasonability. Because then I think I will stop enjoying it. Yeah, I would say that I'm, for my impression, I'm also kind of wondering where this is going. Because, I mean, at the end, even if Kasha, like, she's made this promise that she's going to find Kai like what is her plan like what is their plan going to be like if she finds him like I am just like really curious to see where the story's going but I will say I think that I might finally be getting too old for all of these like cheesy love triangle messy plot lines because there were definitely parts of this that had me rolling my eyes but overall I am like still enjoying it but just really curious to see where the story is going to go in the next two books. Yeah. So let's dive in. The officials decide to confiscate all artifacts, and Xander actually helps Kasha hide Kai's, which is just the latest in a string of Xander doing things that are slightly rebellious, but he doesn't get any credit for them from Kasha because she thinks Xander is, like, the safe choice. And... So while M didn't lose Kasha's artifact, which is what Asia predicted, I do want to give Asia some credit because she did say, like, when Kasha gave M the artifact, like, that was a bad idea and it was going to end badly. Again, Asia predicted she might lose it, but because M has the artifact and she's not supposed to, that's what actually causes the officials to take all the artifacts away. So good foresight on your side, Asia. Yeah, but I more so wonder what the real reason is that they took the artifacts. So I definitely think there was a deeper reason for that. Interesting. I didn't think of it. Yeah, I thought maybe... You think it might be something else? 
yeah, I thought it might have something to do with maybe what we find out later in the reading, that there is, like, a possible war going on in the outer provinces, and maybe this is, like, a way to prevent people from having any sort of reason to rebel against, like, the government and the officials, because they say that, like, the artifacts can kind of form a sense of inequality amongst the society members. That makes sense. But I just think that there's definitely a deeper reason that they just took everyone's artifacts away after, like, it seems like that's been allowed for, like... Three generations. Whole existence. Yeah, so I feel like it's more than just, oh, somebody let somebody let them borrow theirs. Like, I, I definitely think there's a deeper reason. I think that's good logic. But now we go off the deep end with Kai and Kasha because... He tells her that he likes her, so he likes her back. Worse than that, he actually says he likes making her jealous. Which I thought was kind of cute. It's always nice when, like, you realize that somebody returns your feelings, but... Oh, that's true. But I'm saying, like, that's even further than just liking someone. It's like... No, yeah, he's fully invested. I like how much you like me, too. Yeah, so for me, I was just, again, at this point, like, what is she going to do about it? Because... Obviously, if they become involved with each other, like, that's going to be breaking a lot of rules and it's only going to get the two of them into trouble. Yeah. And they go full on lovers. Like, they're obsessed with each other. If you thought that they were intense last reading, it's way worse. They're basically sneaking off together every day. They're learning their letters. Every thought Kasha has is like, I wonder where Kai is right now. Do you think he's thinking of me? I love him so much. He has the most beautiful eyes. Yeah, it's definitely a lot. And with this, Kasha has also become completely anti the society. So again, (laughs) my question is, what's she going to do about it? Which something that's been happening kind of in the background with her is she had a sorting test in the last reading. And she's supposed to be having like a bigger one that's like maybe going to be dealing with real people coming up. So I'm like, maybe that's going to be where she causes a scene or some like specific choice is going to be made to like show that she's like against like going against the rules now. I was wondering that too, because she says she's in love with Kai and she's declared like she's had a thought that the matching system and the government are broken. Like, she's decided that already because she's in love with Kai. And that's what I was wondering, too. I'm like, where is she going to go with this? Because it's not really sustainable. And she keeps talking to Xander. Like, she keeps treating Xander like her match. And she's like, yes, I prefer Kai, but, like, she's still, like, doing her sorting, you know? Like, she's not actually rebelling right now. She's kind of just, like internally like "Mm, I don't like it here but then she's not doing anything about it which I can kind of understand because she's kind of having this internal battle because she talks a little bit about how you know completely denouncing the matching system to her almost feels like she is taking away what her parents love is because obviously they were matched together and she's always seen their like marriage as being one like a full and complete love And so I feel like for her, she's kind of seeing it as like a black and white issue where personally, I think it's more gray. Like, I don't think that just because the matching system doesn't work for everyone doesn't mean that it could have worked for her parents and that they could have really actually fallen in love with each other and be, I don't know if a perfect match, because I don't really know if there's anyone who's perfect out there for us, but they could have turned out to be very compatible and fallen in love with each other over time. 
Yeah, like, she's actually, I totally agree. I mean, I'm not saying the society is good, but, like, doesn't necessarily mean the matching system is wrong because she even admits it to herself. Like, if she, if Kai had never showed up on her card, she would have been so happy with Xander. She would have been completely content. Everyone was already jealous of her because they're like, you know your match, she's so hot. And you guys get along so well. And, like, like you just said, and I agree, I don't necessarily think that there's only one compatible person for each of us. And... Yeah, I think that there's, you can make it work with different people, but I think what she needs to and, like, maybe eventually comes to realize is that the ultimate issue is that they're taking away people's choice in the matter. It's not, we've provided you with this match, and then you can choose to be with them or not. It's, this is your match, and this is your only option. So, that's, like, the real issue with the system. Absolutely. And... So, yes, I agree with her there. Of Yes, it is obviously wrong. People should be able to choose how they're going to live their lives and who they want to match with, couple up with, whatever. But, again, what are her and Kai going to do about that? Like, are they going to run away together? I just, for me, at this point in the story, I don't see what their path is without them just getting in a bunch of trouble. Like, you know, there hasn't really been any signs of rebellion that we've seen where they specifically are. There's also, like, no weapons. So, like, it's just... It is, like, I'm just very curious, again, where is the story going that they are going to be able to break away from the system, which it seems to be hinted at that it's different farther away from, like, the center of the society. So the farther away you get into, like, the farmlands and the outer provinces, there there seems to be more rebellion. So I'm assuming that's what we're going to get in the next book. Yeah, I mean... That's what I was thinking. Like, every time they're holding hands on the mountain, I'm like, y'all, you're in danger. Why are you doing this if you're not... Because also, like, they know, like, their time together is ending because summer wrecked hours are going to finish. And then I'm like, and what's the plan for after that? Because you're not going to see each other all the time. Was this a summer fling? And you guys are just going to accept it? Or are you guys going to, like, stand in rebellion? And right now they're just like, teach me the letter Z. And he's like, it's like this. And she's like, oh my god, he draws the Z so much better than anyone else. And I'm like, no one else can draw letters, so that's not a good comparison. Yeah, I think they're kind of just like... Wow, my voices are back. My voices are back. (laughs) I think they're kind of trying to like live in the moment and like they don't want the moment to end kind of thing. And I also think it's interesting to note that they do have the freedom to kind of hold hands and eventually actually kiss while they're on the hill during their hiking sessions because unlike in some of our other dystopian novels we've read there's clearly not like cameras in these places because that's what I was thinking like they're just doing all these things worried about being seen clearly there's no like hidden cameras like in the maze runner they had the cameras on like the bugs or what not the bugs but like the maze runner a whole other level where we're like was the entire thing a simulation yeah, basically. But so, so I just thought that was interesting that they do, at least in this story, they are getting like little moments of privacy, which I think that they use that well to like develop their relationship. And I feel like that's what allowed them to like fall in love with each other is because they did have moments of privacy where like really no one was actually watching them and how it's kind of revealed at the end, which we'll get to that in a bit, when she talks to 
the specific officer who like warned her from the beginning, it's clear that they don't know everything that's gone on between Kai and Kasha because they can't see every moment. They're not watching them like with cameras and stuff. Like they only see like what's been out in the open. Yeah. So. Oh, but one thing I did like, cause I said I was rolling my eyes a bit at some of the things that were being said between the two of them. Like, there was one specific moment when Cash was talking about, like, angels and something, and then she asked Kai, she's like, do you believe in angels? And he's like, I believe in you. I was literally like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is a bit much. This is a bit much. I believe in you. Okay. That means nothing. I believe in you. I'm like, yes, I am real. I'm here. You've been touching me. Like, it's if you didn't believe to, in me, I'd be concerned. We are infinite, as Charles said. That means nothing. It means meaningless. nothing. And in that moment, we were infinite. <laughs> what? Nothing. Iconic. Anyway. It means nothing. But a cute moment that they had was, instead of, instead of Cassius saying, I love you to Kai for the first time, she writes it in the dirt with, like, her terrible handwriting because she's, like, think about it. It's like a kindergartner. Like, imagine, like, a little kindergartner's writing in the dirt. Like, that's what it looked like. And she, like, just backs up and doesn't say anything. Like, she tells him to close his eyes, and then he looks at it. And then he, I guess he says, I love you, too. But also at this point, I'm like, they're so doomed. Like, I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Their relationship is doomed. Yeah, well, later on that night, and then also, like, near the end, she says, I love you. She's like, that's my favorite poem. And I'm like, it's not a poem. What? She doesn't say it's a poem. I love you is three words. Yes, she does. She says at the, what she wrote. At the end, she says there's a poem that Kai and I have. It's three words, and no one can ever take that away from us. No, I think she was, like, referencing to, like, she's thinking about her grandfather or whatever and how she hasn't been able to write anything, and she was, like, the I love you. Like, she's referencing it's kind of like a poem between them because they have the poems that, like, only na- they know that they're, like, memorizing like, it's not written down anymore. I think she's just, like, making reference to that. I don't think she's literally saying, her saying, or her writing, I love you, is a poem. I, I think it was more, like, metaphorical. I disagree. I think she meant it literally, and I was like, I love you is not a poem. It's the beginning of a haiku. Okay, I think Charles is taking her a little too seriously. But things do start to accelerate, basically, on, like, what ends up being their last day of hiking because it gets cut short. And of course, they have to kiss at least once. So they have one singular tender kiss, I guess. And that is fire. the end of it. Yeah. Anyway. But then Kasha is being tested as a sorter, as Asia mentions. And they ask her to actually sort Kai and the other manual laborers. And you gave me credit for my prediction. So I'll give you credit for yours. In that Charles was right that they do kill the elderly people by poisoning their food because Kasha realizes this during her sort of the nutrition disposal workers, which that's what Kai does. She's like thinking about it and like she just like connects all the dots and she's like, that's why they never let us share, especially during the like 80th birthday celebration because they're killing them by poisoning the food. So Charles specifically said that in the last episode, so we have to hand it to him that he got that. Round of applause. Thank you. I will respond to Cassandra from now on. Though I guess you believing my predictions means I'm not Cassandra. But I would respond to it if you called me that. 
And this is actually really interesting because this is kind of like this moment is actually a breaking point for Kasha because she's willing to conform at this point. So they're doing this sort and she finds out that the people who are ranked as better are going to actually get moved to a different assignment. And they'll probably have a better life expectancy there because they won't be doing this manual labor. And she decides to put Kai in the higher group and send him away, like basically give him a future better than what he has. And she's like, I'm going to be happy with Xander because I can give Kai a better life and I'll be fine with Xander. And like, that's like kind of a big realization for her. Which I feel like that really proves that she truly does love Kai because again, that saying goes, if you love something, let it go. Like she cares more about his well-being than like the selfishness of keeping him close to her, that she would rather him live longer and like never see him again, possibly. I mean, also, I mean, the fact is, again, unless they rebel and like take down the society, they can't be together anyway. But still, like selfishly, she could just want to be able to see him on a regular basis, which she would not be allowed to do if she had him move to another province or location. And Kasha's fully ready to accept her fate. Like, she's like, I'll be with Xander. It'll be fine. And she even has a chat with her mom. And her mom tells her that, like, her mom explains that one's actions affect the whole family, which is like, duh. But, you know, Kasha needed a reminder. And, like, Kasha's mom, she followed the rules and reported some dissidents who were growing rebellious crops. And... She didn't want to do it, but she did it because she's like, this will protect my family. And I can't just, I'm not just looking out for myself. I'm looking out for my whole family. And so Kasha, she's ready to be a good girl. She's going to give Kai a better life. Okay. I just have to say the mom analyzing the farmers and like being able to tell that they were lying and like doing that behavioral analysis. That was like the highlight of the book for me. Cause I was like, it was the coolest wow. part of the book, right? She was able to just, cause I, when she was telling the story, I was like, well, how did she know? Like, how did she know? Like if they were telling the truth and she's like the fear in their eyes. I don't know. To me, that was like one of the best parts <laughs> and the most interesting so parts of the book. Also, I was like, that's actually going to be something that like, heaven forbid, we're going to actually have to deal with one day is like scarcity of food on an overcrowded planet and like a destroyed planet due to climate change where we're not going to be able to grow enough food. And like, it's really going to be something like if people can grow food that other people can't grow, like it's going to, it could lead to war or, I mean, that's how a lot of society developed anyway. So I don't know. That was really like, I thought that, I agree. I thought that was an interesting plot point. One, like, what she was investigating, and two, that she was, like, super sleuth. And, but yeah, like, everything is saved for a second, because Kasha's done the right thing, or, like, a right thing. But, of course, that wouldn't be a very good story. So, the next night, the whole neighborhood is woken up by Kai's mom screaming bloody murder in the middle of the night. And it turns out that they are taking Kai away right there in the moment. But instead of going to a better place, his father says it's for a war that the society is fighting and losing. So, like, basically, he's guaranteed to die, like, as a soldier. And, of course, Kasha completely loses her head. She goes 
booking it after Kai. And I'm like, girl, your fiance is your neighbor. Like, he's right there. Everyone's right there. And you're like, gotta get to my summer fling. Well, they're technically not engaged yet. They have the possibility to get engaged. But I understand what you're saying. I did think she was, I mean, it made sense. They had to have their dramatic goodbye. Like, I could imagine that. But I was like, throw caution to the wind, Kasha. Playing out. But I mean, her, Kasha's father kind of justified. He's like, her childhood friend is like being ripped away. I mean, it was probably traumatizing for everyone. But I mean, it was like, she was really like screaming his name, chasing after him. So I feel like everybody was like, hmm, what's going on with that? But anyway... The officials take Kai away, and then they force everyone who witnessed it to take the red tablet, which I, like, immediately realized when they, when the official says, I want everyone to take the red tablet, I immediately, I was like, oh, I know what the red tablet's going to do, but. Yeah, I was like, they're not going to kill all of them. No, I knew. That would be impractical. I was pretty sure it wasn't going to be a death tablet, because like I said, that just seems, like, too obvious. It had to be something that's, like, way more dangerous, which I do think what it does is more dangerous, which. Basically, the red tablet, it wipes your memory, which is really similar to, wasn't that in Divergent? Wasn't there like a serum that wiped your memory? That was what- There was uh, a memory serum, right? The memory serum. So very similar, but it's this is not like it wipes your memories forever. Like, I think it wasn't Divergent or like a longer period of time. This is like just for like the past 12 hours or so. And- Kasha doesn't take it, though. She drops it in the grass and, like, crushes it up. And the official, like, definitely her official. So this is the specific woman who is the first official who warned or who talked to Kasha after Kai popped up on her matched card. So she lets her get away with it, which I think ultimately it's because she wants Kasha to remember what happened because, like, she knows basically there's nothing she can do. And yeah, so that's the red tablet. It wipes memories, and they do it obviously to hide bad things that the officials are doing, which, like I said, to me is like much more dangerous than just killing people because then you can just pretty much get away with anything without anyone knowing. And we have like a wild conversation between Kasha and the official. And I was a little confused, so please help me out, Asia. But it seemed like they knew almost everything, like they watched the Kai-Kasha relationship and collected data on it. Is that right? So this is where what I kind of talked about before, I was saying like the cameras, they obviously didn't see everything. They saw what was like out in front of them. But yes, they do reveal that basically, well, what she says is that Kai was put, well, Kai was in the matching pool and once he showed up on her microcard. They told Kai that he was put into the matching pool and that he would have matched with Kasha to kind of see how he would react to it. So, which Kasha gets really upset about this, which like makes, I mean, I understand to a point why she was upset, but like, it doesn't change the love that they had for each other. Like, even if it was like semi caused by the society, like to get them to like really notice each other. But basically, so they were kind of like, the thing that catapulted them into, like, being interested in each other. And then they obviously watch things as they unfold based on, like, what was happening. But obviously, like, they don't know about any of the poems. They don't know about the secret writings. They don't know about him teaching her to write because, again, they don't seem to have any cameras or anything. So they couldn't have been watching them every second of the day. They just watched basically what Kasha and Kai, like, would have wanted them to see. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what they did out in the open. 
which like soon you know there's stolen glances like okay <laughs> so clearly sexual tension it did kind of make me feel this this made me think of divergent like they were just watching them and they were tracking them for data which if you remember in the end of divergent you find out the whole society is a myth and they all just keep getting reset and data keeps they keep getting run for experiments to see if we can breed out our bad genes or something like that and like so they put kai in the matching pool to like run this simulation so this is where when cash is speaking to the official she specifically asks her she's like so you did you i i don't know if she says did you put kai in the matching pool or does she say was kai being put in the matching pool a mistake and whatever it is, she basically says that, yes, it was a mistake, but Cash is, like, watching her body language, and it's clear that she's lying. Like, she lied about that. So, if they didn't put Kai into the matching pool, like, who put him in? Like, obviously, they let it play out as an experience to collect the data, and also, to me, like, it's just a little bit of, you know, drama. Like, what, what else are they doing with their lives? They can watch this random thing play out. Like, it's like reality TV for them. But... Yeah, so at this point, yes, we want to know who put him into the matching pool because it does seem like it was intentional, specifically intentional. And I was like, what if Cash's dad put him in because he's an official? But I have no idea. But I think that would be interesting. I feel like that's, I would hope it's, again, if this is to be revealed, it's a named character that we've already met. Like we've already said, reveals when it's nobody you know is like not really that exciting. You know, because obviously how could you guess somebody that you haven't met yet in the story? But yeah, yeah, I'm interested to see. But I was going to say either like I was going to say maybe Cash's dad because he like felt bad for Kai or like maybe one of the Markhams, like Kai's parents, like got somebody to do it. Like, I don't know. But or it could have been somebody totally different who had like a different motive for putting him in to like stir up trouble. Like maybe grandfather did like, I don't know, but I do think that's something that I would hope that we're going to get a follow up on that because it was like really clear at the end that like she identified that she was lying about it, that they didn't know. that, Or I think it was she said they put him into the matching pool. She said, you guys put him into the matching pool. And the official's like, yes, we put him into the matching pool. But, but it seemed lying. like that wasn't the whole story. Got it. That's because I thought she said that, but it was kind of unclear. No, she did. And then Kasha goes, her like jaw clenched. And she's like, from watching whatever she knew, she was lying. Gotcha. Okay, well, we'll see. I didn't catch that. I mean, I remember that, but I didn't. I got the order of the things mixed up. Like, this is what I was saying, where it started becoming a little chaotic. The ending, also because what makes no sense to me is that they just let her get away with it. Like, they were like, we're going to take all this data. And then we're like, you don't have to take the pill because we want you to remember that we control you. But, like, that's... I think they let her get away with it because, again, I mean, just like how we're feeling, like, what is she going to do? Like, at this point, she seems pretty powerless. Like, do you but know what I mean? Like, obviously we're like, somewhere else. Like, I don't know. To me, that's, like, silly. But fighting a rebellion against people who are actively fighting, whereas Kasha, basically, she had a fling with an aberration. The aberration's been removed from the situation. And she's also been punished, essentially. Her family's being relocated to the farmlands. It's no way in her best interest to continue to pursue him. Like, do you know what I mean? This idea of the society. Yeah, I guess. It's just to me, I'm like, I don't know. If I was an evil dictator. But again, like, it has to play out that way for the plot to continue. If I was an evil dictator so. running a society, perfect utopia, 
I would control, actually, real, I mean, I would assume they would exterminate her, honestly, but. Also, another thing that could be is this specific official could be, like, going against orders. Like, she might have done that on her own accord. Like, that might not have been her orders. Like, spicy. Kasha was probably supposed to take the red pill, but this specific official maybe has a vendetta against Kasha and, like, wants her to remember and suffer because of it. Because, obviously, if she forgets what happened, she's not going to have all these worries anymore because she's going to just think Kai disappeared. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if she has a, pers- a more personal vendetta against her, she would want Kasha to suffer with knowing Let's give exactly this official a name. The spicy official. Vanessa Rebecca? Vanessa Rebecca. Yes, her name is <laughs> Vanessa Rebecca. <laughs> That's what Charles called... Wasn't her name actually Vanessa? If anybody out there has ever watched Gossip Girl... No, her name is Rebecca. No, Charles. Her name is Vanessa in the show, and you called her Rebecca. And then we started calling her Vanessa Rebecca. There is no Rebecca in Gossip Girl. All the Gossip Girl fans out there, you're going to email us right now and tell us. There is a Vanessa in the show. It's Dan's friend. The one who keeps... There's no Rebecca, but for some reason, Charles thought her name was Rebecca. So we, he started calling her Vanessa Rebecca. But her name's Vanessa. In my head, she's Vanessa Rebecca. Times to know. She will never not be Vanessa Rebecca. She's also the most annoying character in that show. She and is the e- most annoying character in that show, which is why she fits for this annoying official. <laughs> and every character in that show is dumb and evil. And Vanessa Rebecca somehow manages to be the worst one. Anyway, yes, this official, we're going to call her Vanessa Rebecca. Blair isn't dumb and evil. She's just evil. But yeah, Blair is smart and evil. Okay. So then we have a conversation with Xander before the family goes to their new village. And Xander says that he and Kai are immune to red tablets because, like, a game they played when they were kids. And that the society, like, their neighborhood has taken them at least once. But he won't tell Kasha why. And I think this part, tell me if I'm wrong, Asia, but I'm like, we're bordering on bad writing. Because... Kasha asks, like, she's like, why did we do it? And Xander's like, I won't tell you. And then she's like, I wonder if I'm immune. And Xander's like, I don't know. I don't remember you specifically taking it. But I'm like, she has to be not immune because, correct my logic if I'm wrong, but if she had taken it and was immune, she would remember taking it and also remember something tragic that everyone else took the pill for. But she doesn't remember something tragic that everyone else took the pill for. And she has no memory of ever taking the red pill before. So, to me, she should not be immune to it. She must have taken it as a kid and swiped her memory, right? Yes, I would agree with you. That's what I would say we would assume. I think she's just asking, like, she's asking in the moment. She's like, he said he was immune. She's like, am I immune? Like, not fully thinking through the question. Like, do you know what I mean? And yes, then Xander is obviously like, well, I don't know for sure because I've honestly never seen you take the red tablet. So also because it could have been, what if her family didn't witness whatever this tragedy was? Or like the children didn't witness it. Maybe they were on a field trip or something. And so they didn't see it. So they didn't have to take it. So I think at this point we can assume that she is not immune because if she was there, she would, yes, have taken it and obviously not remembered. But. Yeah, I feel like that's just, like, a sense of, like, she was just asking to ask. It wasn't, like, a set in stone. Because for all we know, it could come out that, like, whatever that, whenever that happened, she wasn't there, which is why she never took it. She doesn't know. And then she turns out to be immune because, you know, that would be so divergent of her to be, oh, I'm immune. But I do think it's that interesting would be, that it, That would be Maze Runner. 
not Divergent. I mean, also, oh no, there's immunity to serums in Divergent too. See? Divergent, she's literally immune to the serums, right? Yes. She's literally immune to the serums. What's her name? Trish? Triss. Oh my gosh. Did we even read the books? Charles doesn't remember anybody's character names, and he gets mad at me. Because I can I mispronounce things, but I remember people's names. The main I character. thought her name was Trish. That's really close. Trish? No, it's Triss because she was Beatrice, and then she cuts off the Bea and just is Triss. Yes, and her partner is four, but his name is Tobias. I know Tobias things. Eaton. I know things. Anyway, I'm assuming she's not immune, but Depending on the logic. I do think it's interesting that they're establishing that you can be immune to that tablet, like, for Xander, because, I mean, if he comes back in the next couple of books, like, that could prove, like, advantageous, and also then, well, because he, doesn't he also say that Kai is also immune, because they took them together. Yes. He tells this, like, childhood story of how Kai stole the red tablets, and they took them together, and they both, like recalled taking them so like it didn't do anything to them so i think like is this gonna be like some people are divergent and like they they aren't what if like i swear to god if the word divergent shows up in this books i'll kill myself (laughs) okay um we do not condone suicide or joking about suicide on the show so we will uh disregard charles's comment he did not mean that but obviously disclaimer but I do think that's just interesting because then, like, it goes into play of, like, well, do the other tablets affect them? Like, can can Xander take the green tablet and, like, be calmed and, like, the blue tablet, which... Look at that segue. Which Charles will say about the blue tablets. I mean, you can talk about them if you want. Part of the Xander conversation is that he gives her a bunch of blue tablets that, and he's like... You can take these when you travel. And I was like, oh, they're probably just like food, right? They're probably just like nutrients. So this is what I mentioned in the last episode that I'm pretty sure they mentioned that at the very like beginning, but I like couldn't remember because it is like something that's kind of random. She had said something about like the blue tablets are like allow you to like survive for a certain period of time like without food and maybe like not even water. I like she had said like if you were to get in like an accident, you have your blue tablet to take and like you'd be like... It's yeah, so it's some sort of food, and I don't know if that also includes water, but it's something that it's a supplement basically that would sustain you for a certain period of time. So Xander obviously gives those to her because again, this idea of she must be like she's gonna run away and like go on a journey, and she's not gonna have any food or anything. That makes sense. Even though I will say I thought it was funny that he he gives her like these you know six to ten blue tablets, and he's like, I'm sorry I couldn't get you real food, and I'm like the blue tablets are way like more convenient they're small you can fit them in your little tablet purse and they're not gonna go bad is, is like my or i think he does say they're gonna like expire soon but like just like anything you can take something a little bit after it expires like but to like carry different food like i was like this seems way more convenient yeah also way cooler yeah so yeah that i mean that makes sense i think you're probably right i think that is something like that So with that, though, my final question at the end of the book and what I'm curious about for the next book is how on earth is she going to find Kai? Because the only information we got was from really his dad saying that he's being sent to be a soldier in some war in the outer provinces. And like the outer provinces, that's just like a general area. Like she doesn't have like any sort of direction and also like unclear like. I I think she's been on, like, trips, like, outside of her, 
community, but like not really, like definitely not on foot. Like again, so it's just going to be really interesting. Like, is she going to be doing this completely on her own? Is she going to gain a friend? Is somebody going to go with her? Like she's going to figure out the compass. And also the compass. I was like, how is the compass going to help you? If you don't even know, does she even know directions? Yeah, If you don't know if Kai is North, South, East or West, what's the point of a compass? Well, also she doesn't, she doesn't even know what the compass is. She asked Kai. I know, but she's going to learn. She asked Kai about the compass, and he's like, it'll it'll point you, like, in the right direction. I was like, first of all, the compass is going to point north, and you might not always need to go north. So that's not always the right direction. (laughs) So I was like, that's bad instructions. But I just, yes, I mean, she must, she's going to learn. She's going to buy information because something we didn't mention was Kai, like, trades for a poem for for Cash's birthday or like a late birthday present, which that was also kind of cute. He like got a forbidden poem for her or like a portion of a poem that like mentions birthday in it. And he like tells her and like in their community, there's like a museum. And like, if you go to this specific place and they ask you this question, like you can get like information or something. So clearly there's like some sort of like underground, like black market sort of thing going on, which, you know, would be expected of this like, weird dystopian society there has to be people some sort of like factions or something that like disagree with what the government is doing so so yeah but i think i am just again like i said at the beginning of the episode just really curious to see how everything's going to play out and how we'll be able to compare it to some of the other dystopian novels that we've read and you know like charles said just really hoping that it's not like divergent but i i am holding out hope because these these books wait were these books when did i say these books came out these were before divergent right i honestly can't remember i already forgot oh my god i'm gonna have to whatever we'll figure it out i wait let me look it up really quick because now i can't remember i don't think it's gonna be a problem i don't think it's gonna be a problem i just Yes, I want to know what, how they're going to figure this out, too. Like, how is she going to find Kai? Because she she's completely helpless. But, you know, maybe we'll have a big time jump and she'll actually become, you know, Magellan and she'll circumvent the globe and really cool Kasha stuff. Oh, no, Divergent came out after this. Hmm. So... I shouldn't remember this because, you know, I obviously did the research for the last episode. Matched came out in 2010. Divergent came out in 2011. They, like, published. So this was actually before Divergent. So if they have so, the same ending. We don't know. So she could not have learned from from Veronica Roth's mistakes with that trilogy. So we shall see. We shall see. Speaking of which, next week we're going to read the first half of the second book, which is Crossed. It's the one with the blue tablet on it. And the first half is chapters 1 through 26. So if you read up with us, go ahead and read till there. And if you have any predictions, theories, or questions, remember that you can stay in touch with us about anything on the Nerd Party website. Just head over to nerdparty.com contact and select throwback paperback. You can send us an email there and get in touch with the network on Twitter at joinnerdparty or on Instagram at thenerdparty or facebook.com slash thenerdparty. And to find me, I'm at asiabonia on TikTok and at asia.bonia on Instagram. And I'm at seashells on Instagram. And if you enjoy our show, 
As always, please remember to rate and review our podcast and share it with your friends or someone, you know, maybe share it with your enemies if you hate our show. And share the Divergent episodes and Inkart episodes specifically for the enemies. I mean, but those ones are probably our most entertaining ones because we're just complaining. Yeah. But no, no, no. Tell your enemies to read Inkart and then listen to that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Assign them homework. This is the podcast where you tell your enemies to which books to read and your friends which books to read. We're doing the hard work for you guys. You're welcome. Check out our other great podcasts that we have in the Nerd Party Network and subscribe to our show so you don't miss us next week in case we do go back to ranting. Yes, hit that subscribe and have a good one. We will see you next week. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.